Are you in? Yeah, we're in. We're just going to wait. Just give me a second. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on UPRN FM 105.3 in New Orleans and 107.7 in New Orleans. I'm Jenna Nicasio along with my co-host Sean Kelly and John Ventry, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and YouTube and remember to add us to UPRN to your Roco device. Tune in live across America and beyond and share the live link or drop a comment so we can see you in YouTube. Otherwise, we can't comment you or answer your questions or even show your comments on live stream. We look forward to hearing from you. And good evening, guys. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy, another crazy yeah, night in my world Tuesday with my... Tuesday. I don't understand. I bought a really good mic and it's, I know it's not coming from my mic. It's coming from my camera. So... I don't know what's going on with these technical issues. I'm thinking of throwing this computer in the garbage because apparently there's something wrong with it. <laughs> so, is, is he in the queue? Is he in? Oh, uh, let me see. No, he is not. So um, uh, he was trying. He was trying to get in. Shut him the link again. Um, uh, before we even introduce our guest, we want to make sure he doesn't stand us up again because I am getting very agitated. <laughs> But I hope you guys had a great night. Um, did you guys check us out hey, on Roco? Are you able to get in? Did you check us out on no. Roco yet, John? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I've no? been busy. Okay. I've been real uh, busy. Just hit the click on what and, I said. Uh, it's it's a little different. I've, like I've been trying to find us on there. On I'm the having show. a really lousy time finding us. But we are there. Um, you see that? There's a couple of our old shows uh, on there, so it makes it a little hard to find the no, new really? shows. Oh, really? How'd they look? How, um, how it, it looks look good. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be 4K. Um, I'm hoping it is. Yeah. Um, so keep ch checking studio. it out. Um, we've we've had a lot of things going on outside. You have to um, type your name in. There's a box. Um, what's going on you with China with the uh, weather like balloon? I, they said the spy, the spy, the spy balloon. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out what they had on their little balloon. And so it sure wasn't, it sure how wasn't helium. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, clicked on it. What came up? Well, <laughs> it's uh, trying to talk over John. My... I might just try to mute, mute him for a little bit. Maybe. Let me see if I can. my move. name. Uh, there's a yeah, little box that him? says John Ventry. Yeah. I was wondering if he needed okay. the, uh, the, the, he got in, it should be the same link. Uh, 
I don't know. I um but I have my theories on that Chinese balloon. Would you like what to is hear? your theory? Yes, I would like to hear it. Okay, so you get this balloon crossing the United States and Canada, right? And everyone they're so focused on this balloon, everybody, the media, the whole nine yards. And then all of a sudden, I think something's going on with a certain laptop that's in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. So we know. I'm, you mean Hunter Biden? I'm sure that is. Uh... Well, I under. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go there. I want the well, SAS. You know. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, but it's part of what's going on out there. So we have to uh, mention something <clears throat> like that. Um, but I think in order to steer people away from Hunter Biden's laptop, okay, they're throwing this Chinese thing up in the air. My mom told me uh, when they came into the came home from work, she said that uh, that that balloon was a privately owned Chinese balloon. Waiting, that uh, it wasn't like a, okay. Well, a I see or something. And you're waiting. He can use. Uh, um, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, Sean. He doesn't have to be on audio if he doesn't. I mean, video. He can just be on audio if he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear. I hear her speaking. So. I'm talking to my son. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is it okay to do his bio? Is it okay for me to read his bio, John? No. All right. Do you see it? Uh, let me see. What, what do you see right now? I see, I see his name, but I don't see his picture or anything. Okay. Well, let me, let me hold on a second. Are you going to come on and help? Sorry, guys, audience. I'm sorry. We're having a little technical um, problem All with right, Streamyards. I, I see him. I see him yeah. in the queue. Yeah, he's in there. We just got to bring him in. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. Just give me a second, okay? Okay, she's going to bring you in right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to introduce you, Travis. Just give me a second. Okay, okay. just give me one second. Okay, ladies. Okay, uh, John, giving me a lot of interference, buddy. <laughs> Live TV. Live radio. Sorry. Yeah, he's right. Okay. Okay, we're good. Okay. Hi, Travis. Okay, wait, John. Let me introduce him first, okay, buddy? Okay, today we have a special guest that was supposed to be on months ago, and he's going to share his story of strange encounters in the mountains of northeastern Arizona on November 5th, 1975. Walton, who was a logger at the time, observed a bright light. That is Travis Walton. He observed a bright light in the sky, recklessly approached it, only to be blasted back by a bolt of mysterious energy. His companions fled in fear and Walton disappeared for five days, leaving a massive manhunt. He reappeared disoriented and struggled to recall his experience as a captive aboard an alien craft. Despite public skepticism, Walton shares the details of his abduction and how it has impacted his life over the years. So get ready to take Get ready to be taken on a journey unknown as we listen to Travis Walton's story. Welcome to welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Travis. I'm so glad you are here, buddy. I've been waiting well, thank for this. You, <laughs> I've been waiting for this for years. And I first met you at the MUFON conference probably back in 2012. And you signed a book for me. So I'm thankful that we got you on the show. So anybody who has a question for Travis, make sure you 
post it in the comments so we can see you. Make sure you're doing it on YouTube. Okay. So Travis, whoo, baby, I watched your movie about you uh, from the uh, fire in the sky years ago, and I kind of messed up my kids <laughs> to this day. So um, I want you to tell me what's it been like since that experience, and then get into the whole um, story if you don't mind. Wow. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's really, you know, never ceased to be uh, this gigantic thing in my life, you know. Hard to, hard to put a name to it. Hey, uh, hey, Travis, I don't think you need the phone. You're using your laptop, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I... Uh, I can just yes uh, yeah yeah, yeah there you go there you go buddy yeah, just turn the phone off because uh, I I hung up on you <laughs> oh, okay. hey well before you get started let me, yeah let me, let me tell you you know you've done our conferences at least three times in Philly three times in uh, Pittsburgh and you even came up to Erie to do the conference but can you believe you did you did Philly last year right Travis yeah yeah Philadelphia. I, we went to book it for this year. They raised the prices of the food $100 a person for those two meals, the cocktail hour and the buffet. A $100 increase per person. I canceled the conference. We're done with the Philly conference. It's gone. So so, uh, so why don't you do this, Travis? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit of uh, what the movie showed and what really happened. You know, because they do a little bit of exaggeration, right? Well, you know, that's Hollywood for you. They they think they've got to uh, improve on the story. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that well, we're actually uh, are uh, working on a remake, and uh, it's going to be uh, stick closer to the real story. Oh, yeah. that's good. So, so when you woke up on the ship. You weren't in like a cocoon of goo that you pulled yourself out of. No, <laughs> no, that didn't no, happen. no, no, no cocoon. <laughs> yeah, and when uh, when they brought you back, were you naked in a phone booth? Um, no, no, I was fully dressed. Uh, yeah, that's so Hollywood for you. Hey, they 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 filmed some scenes that they didn't use that. Uh, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of they scenes were that? Yeah, you're coming upon a couple uh, being intimate in a car and uh, oh, <laughs> oh, quite a dude. confrontation, but uh, fortunately, they didn't use that. On the remake you're doing, are they? Are you trying to convince them to do it more of an ambulance call that they didn't attack you? That it was maybe, you know, we talked about this in Laughlin, Nevada, 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember sitting there talking to you that I said, I thought that was a static discharge that blew you 20 feet away. And you said, absolutely. That was, you were thinking back then that this was an ambulance call. They revived you, they didn't kill you. Yeah. So you're so, trying uh, to get, yeah, yeah. You know, it took me a long time to, you know, uh, get past the trauma to, to see that uh, just the fact that I was returned at all uh, signified uh, uh, better intentions than I, you know, yeah. initially uh, interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, So when you were on the ship, 
And when you woke up, were you on the gurney? Where were you? Uh, yeah, I was laying on the on the uh, operating table or whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay. And what did you see right then when you opened your eyes? Well, there was a light above me, and I felt a lot of pain. I I didn't look around at first. I was kind of uh, woozy, and uh, I could make out the the forms of what I took to be doctors. But then when I could finally focus my eyes, I could see that it was these uh, these beings and not uh, not doctors. Did it look something like this one here or was it different than this model that I have behind me? Well, yeah, somewhat different, but uh, it's impossible to get it exactly the way it was. Yeah, yeah. So so what what was your reaction to focus your eyes and see something not human? working on you or standing in front of you well instant freak out you know the the uh the the way the way hollywood played it you know is uh these are monsters and, and that was my initial reaction for for real but uh yeah it wasn't called for so so what did you do you jumped off the gurney and tried to defend yourself yeah i i, I pushed them away and and uh tried to fight my way past them to get out the door because the door was beyond them. Yeah. And, well, uh, we, yeah. We have a question, John. Yeah. From Boots. Yeah. Travis, I've been following your story since you were on the Art Bell show years ago. After the abduction, have they have they beings that took you ever contacted you again? Um, the aliens, did they contact you again, the ones that took you? I, I don't have anything to report there. Okay. They haven't. You don't think they have, huh? Okay. Hey, let me ask you. When you first saw that craft, how big? What, what was the size? How big was it? It wasn't huge. Um, it, it seemed a lot bigger when I woke up inside. Yeah, because didn't you like go down the hallway and and you I mean you must have been going for a distance, and then yeah. what did did you go into a hangar or something that was larger with smaller craft? Right, it was uh, uh, parked at that point, but yeah. uh, uh, so they had to take you to the mothership, I guess, because if you saw a thirty foot craft and then you're in a operating room and ran down a hallway. I guess they brought you back to the mothership. Is that does that sound right? I guess I guess that's what you'd call it—a a larger ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and at what point did those uh, human-looking beings show up? Well, um, the uh, the alien-looking uh, beings turned and left uh, I was gonna fight them no matter what yeah. uh, and uh, apparently they were not able to uh, use mind control on me and I'm thinking perhaps uh, that the effect of that beam had uh, uh, caused some neurological damage that kept them from being able to uh, message me or calm me down or anything mm. So when you ran down the hallway, what happened then? 
Well, I was uh, looking for a way out any way I could. Uh, I was um, tinkering with things I probably shouldn't have uh, to, in order to get a door open or something. And uh, at that point is when the human looking being enter, entered the room. And of course, immediately, you know, I interpreted this as help and I abandoned all efforts to try to push buttons or do anything and just go with him, you know, because I just the fact that it was a familiar form made me uh, um, trust him. Yeah. Was, well, it, was it military, Travis? Uh, well, it was a uniform because the other human looking beings were dressed like him. Oh, so wow. there were no insignia, nothing like um, flags or anything like that. Uh, how tall? How tall were they? Were they bigger than you or how tall? No, about my height, maybe a little taller. What are you, about 6'2"? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Were, so, were, you, were they really muscular, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or just so average? Pretty muscular, yeah. But, yeah, so you know, big, to okay, me, you was, know, and, and the, working around loggers, you know, it was just seemed pretty natural to me. Yeah, okay. But were they what you would call the Nordics? Did they have the blonde hair and the blue eyes? Or, you know, yeah. like they, they described them. So so you, you, you saw, you basically confronted with what would be the Nordics. Yeah. And, you know, if, uh, is it a coincidence that they happened to look like that? Or was it uh, uh, an appearance that they adopted in order to uh, gain my confidence? Yeah, I don't we, know. We, don't, we don't really know what the truth is with this whole phenomenon. Do they appear to people as to what you would accept when they need you to, but yet they look totally different? You know, we don't really know. Yeah. Now, was was did they show you any holograms up there that make things like, you know, like something that you know that make you more relaxed? Um, no. Um, the anesthesia was pretty abrupt and pretty complete. So what they do? They brought you back to that operating room and then masked you and gassed you again, or something. Well, it was a different uh, operating room, um, different operating table. Now, wh where they took me after I was unconscious, I have no idea. Okay. So the last you remember was what them grabbing you and putting a mask on you, and that's the last of being on the ship. You remember? Yeah. I remember reaching up and trying to pull pull the mask off of my face, but uh, I was out before I could pull it away. Yeah. So now, where where exactly did you wake up? You know, the the movie shows you in a phone booth, but when you woke up on Earth, where were you? I was uh, on the on the road, face down, uh, on the edge of uh, Heber, the town nearest where this happened. Yeah. So I. I very quickly, you know, recognized the terrain and ran down into the town to uh, call for help. Okay. So how, like, how far out of town were you? Just like a half mile or were you close? Yeah, I'd say like that. Okay. 
And and so who did you call? <laughs> how for, well? How long were you gone? First of all, yeah, uh, really. I didn't know how long I'd been gone. It, it seemed like the same night to me, but uh, found out later that I'd been gone for five days. And five days. That was wow. quite a That's shock. a long time. Did you yeah. did you find did you feel your face and feel that you were growing? Uh, yeah, yeah. My brother. Uh, when he realized I thought it was the same night, he said, Travis, fill your face. You've been gone for five days. Wow. Wow. Did they, so, did, how did they keep you, uh, did they feed you, give you some liquids to keep you going? Good question. I was unconscious, so I don't know what they did, but uh, I didn't feel that I was starving. Okay. So you, so you weren't dehydrated or anything at that point when you got back? I think I was uh, somewhat dehydrated. I drank quite a bit of water. Okay. So what, based on what they told you, what transpired, what was transpiring over those five days while you're up there and your crew is now being interrogated? Tell us, you know, what they were going through while you were asleep. <laughs> Well, they were, uh, you know, being uh, uh, under growing suspicion from uh, the sheriff's department and the local community that they had done some foul play and had made up a crazy story to explain why I wasn't coming home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. That would be a lot to try to explain. When you said you saw these beans and now... Could they have, like, you did think they were wearing like a uniform, like a, like a covering over their face? So, um, no, no. You don't think so? No. The, uh, the first one that entered the craft entered with a, a helmet on his head. Okay. I don't know that it was necessary because, you know, I wasn't suffocating. Uh, but, mm -hmm. um, the, the ones that he left me with were not wearing the helmet. So um, don't don't really know if that was necessary. Yeah. yeah. You think that was to protect him, that you might strike him? Or could be, they, could be, or, you know, that I was. Were, yeah, or they were afraid you're going to open a bay door and <laughs> you're up in space. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how would you? I mean, you were robust. You were a logger, so you were in pretty good shape. Yeah, I was uh, very, very exceptionally strong. And you did some boxing back then too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I remember reading that. A question I have, like, what would, like, how would you react if, like, the question that the commenter said about, were you con, if you are contacted again, how do you think you would react and the situation all these years later, do you think like, Hey, what the heck? I mean, would you, would you try to ask him questions? Like what was this about? Well, I would hope that I would uh, control my fear now that <laughs> I've realized that, you know, they were trying to help me. Uh, I encountered a, an object in California in uh, 93, I think it was, mm -hmm. that uh, I was surprised at how scared I was. I, I, I had hoped that I would have been more. Yeah. Well, it was a terrifying experience. I mean, 
I know my son had something, something happened to him when he was like five years old. And I think part of him is still scared. Um, you know, like it could happen again. It's like, how do you deal with the fear and how do you go on with your everyday life knowing this actually happened? You know, were people like cynical of you? Were they um, skeptical of your story? Like, oh yeah, at first it was, uh, it was um, pretty, pretty cynical, you know, like, you know, crazy kind of stuff. But uh, um, as time went on, people started to realize, you know, it had to be true because uh, mm -hmm. there were six other people that were, yeah. uh, you know, um, telling the same story to the last detail. And so. How, how, when you, the, the craft you encountered in the early nineties, how close were you to that? You said you saw another craft like in 93 or so, how close were you and how big was it? Well, it was gigantic. Um, I had just left a, uh, um, a MUFON meeting in um, California. Mm -hmm. I was headed home. And uh, my son and uh, my girlfriend, and we saw this little light off in the distance, and it very quickly became three lights and stopped right over the top of us. It was uh, incredibly huge. I could see that when it came to a stop over the top of us, it sort of tipped up a little bit and then stopped straight over the top of us, turned 90 degrees, and then shot off towards uh, the west. Do you think something like that might have belonged to us? Where I, I don't think that in the 70s we could have any technology like what you encountered, but in the 90s, do you think that that might have been ours? It, it's possible. And, uh, you know, uh, there were, you know, 15 or 20 other people who reported the sighting independently. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'd love to see if any of them got a photograph. Yeah. But I thought it was really too much of a coincidence that it would travel that fast and then stop right over the top of us yeah it's like they had to know who you were you know somehow yeah. you know why would they pick you and you know all the cars in california they could have gone to anybody you know yeah so i don't know uh, go ahead john no no go ahead no answer your question go ahead no i just wondered um after the whole experience that you've gone through did it real? Did it change you a lot? Did it? What what kind of mood? What kind of feeling did you get after the whole experience was over? Well, it definitely changed me a lot, and it makes me uh, understand more. And I've worked at it. Um, our place in the universe that uh, you know this little speck we call Earth. Uh, is so tiny compared to the vastness of space and uh, that there's literally millions of other planets. Um, it, it, it would be foolish to think they're all empty. So uh, 
the big question is always, well, how come they're not here making open contact? And uh, I, I, th I think that uh, we're just not suited for open contact. At any one time, uh, humans have over 100 wars going amongst each other. And that's more representative of what we are than our cutting edge physics, you know. Um, yeah. We, um, it's, it's embarrassing our behavior in terms of uh, what other civilizations think of us. Yeah, you see it every day in the news, the politics. Uh, mm -hmm. It's all cutthroat. It has nothing to do with doing what's right. It, it's yeah. all cutthroat is what it is. So, Travis, when this occurred, like shortly after, I know you did some polygraphs, and we'll get to that next, but what was the reaction of UFO organizations? Because it seems to me when something does happen, like the Tic Tac videos, the UFO groups are the first ones to be skeptical. You know, and, and I look back at the old MUFON journals. I had a disc that had every single one of them on on there. And it seemed like some of the early reports where they were skeptical of what you were saying. So did you run into that with MUFON, KUFOS, the APRO, all the others that were back then? I don't know if NICAP was around or not. Yeah, I think they felt obligated to act more skeptical. But, um, you know, these uh, polygraphs were... Um, conducted by law enforcement agencies yeah. and several different ones. So uh, uh, it becomes very, you know, difficult for there to be any sort of an accident that would uh, uh, slip through the cracks there. How long did it take before those groups accepted you were telling the truth? Like this was happened in what, 75? So at what point would you say that, they finally said, you know what, this is real. Well, it just was something that just slowly grew over time. It just increased over time. And uh, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, people that did have skepticism had theories. Yeah. But the people who actually looked at the evidence personally are the ones that were, you know, the most persuaded that it really happened. Did, did your story kind of, I'm just asking this, did it kind of die out, let's say, for 10 or so years until the movie came out? When was the movie, like 92 or something? Yeah, 92 or three. Yeah, I, so, uh, so I, 75 to 92, did it kind of fizzle and then all of a sudden come back with the movie? Well, I, I just went to work and uh, didn't do interviews and, you know, just kept my head down and focused on work working yeah. 12 hours a day for years and years you know just didn't yeah. want to talk about it and uh, then I, I gradually accepted more interviews and kind of uh regained some uh, traction in people's minds so get back to the uh, polygraphs how many polygraphs did you end up taking I think I've taken uh, five yeah. from different examiners. Um, the um, Some of the guys on the crew have taken multiple tests. Um, Steve says every time he gets a new girlfriend, he gets a new, <laughs> <gets> a new <laughs> test. 
But wasn't there initially one of the crew, or maybe if it was even you, that uh, halfway through the polygraph said that's enough and walked out? And then they. Oh, yeah. Back. You know, that, that was on the very initial day. It was Alan. Okay. Alan thought he was going to be uh, blamed for murder, and he, he thought they were getting setting him up to frame him for, for murder. But he did come back and complete the test properly, everything just the way it was supposed to be, uh, with the same examiner. But didn't the skeptics then say, oh, he failed the polygraph because he didn't complete it? You know how they spin things. Yeah, like, oh, they, they wanted to uh, claim... Uh, they Well, his was called inconclusive because he didn't finish it. Uh, but... Um, he definitely did finish it later. Yeah. That that wow. So that your your crew took more than five polygraphs. Yeah. Did it sense like the sheriff really wanted to hang him? Like. <laughs> well, you know, my my mother took uh, lie detector tests and passed. My brother. Um, took tests and passed, you know, they had all kinds of theories. And so uh, the family took and passed uh, tests too. Uh, my cousin, Brian, how you doing, Brian? He has a question for you, Travis. He says, sir, how much of the movie affected you? Well, when I watch the movie, I get, in spite of the fact I know it's fiction, you know, uh, I, I, catch myself holding my breath, you know, tensing up. And yeah, it's definitely it grips me every single time I see it. Yeah, it grips me to watch it still. It's horrifying. Okay, it I, a, do you think this the remake this, that you're trying to do you think that's actually going to happen? I think it will. Good. And are they going to go and do different scenes have a different um it's going to start a little differently it's um it's gonna start with me wandering back into town uh, rather than um the incident itself at the start oh, okay. which I, th I think is a better way to do it okay so actually See? you'll probably end up as a trilogy maybe who knows <laughs> The, the scenes that they have in the on the movie about you being on the table and that big thing comes down with the that big long probe thing and it goes into your eye was that true? I um, that make up? I, I don't have any memory of that specific thing happening. I had a lot of uh, you know fearful imaginings concerning mm -hmm. what they might have been doing to me when I was unconscious, but. Uh, uh, there's no conscious memory of that. Okay. What about like um, some people have these feelings of like uh, on their bed where they can't move and it's like their eyes are the only thing that moves and they see these shadows um, like they call it sleep paralysis. Was that well, it was experience? kind of like that at first, you know, because I was just so weakened that I could, you know, just hardly move. And, mm -hmm. uh, As I regain consciousness, I, I I regain strength too. Okay. You know, a lot of um, people in the field say that uh, this type of thing is intergenerational. 
So uh, I think you have children. Has anything happened to your kids? Good question. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I read your mind. <laughs> you did. Well, uh, not that I, uh, not that I would. Uh, you know, I even hesitate to talk about that uh, sighting that I had coming back from Burbank, California, because uh, I didn't have supporting witnesses. But then I found out that um, UFOstalker.com had taken, you know, more than a dozen other reports that night. Hmm. The same thing. Has the government come to um, ask you questions um, within this this time period from 1975 to not, till now? Has any come to you with questions? Um, none that identified themselves officially in that way. Um, there were some employees of NASA that, mm -hmm. you know, on their own hook privately, uh, contacted me. Has any, um, abductees ever contacted you, um, specifically, um, that they might have had the same experience or on this craft with you at the same time? I have, uh, met a few of the major, um, experiencers, but, uh, I don't recall any of them saying we were there at the exact same time. Okay. That's a good question to ask you. Were you the only one on the ship or were there others? Apparently I was the only one, but I, it's no, I'm the only one I saw. Okay. I know I know you've answered so many questions over the years. I mean, you were on Joe Rogan, you were on uh, Coast to Coast recently. recently. Do, does this affect you rehashing everything um, when you go back and talk about it so many times? Yeah, I, I get recognized quite regularly now. Mm -hmm. But nothing in the negatives. You've been getting no. positive response. You know, and uh, some birthday pictures came out recently and uh my son tells me I, I haven't looked but he says that you know there's been over 80 comments and they were all positive yeah, yeah. I, th I think people view it positive i mean i know when you've spoken for us seven eight times i don't know how many times in pa uh everybody loves you i mean they, yeah. they want to hear your story and it, you know, when you speak, you're one of the biggest drawers that we have at our events, you know, because I watch what speakers bring the crowds in, you know, and I don't ask them back if they don't bring a crowd in and you always brought the crowd in. Well, the way I see it is you must be pretty special if they wanted to contact you or they come, you know, they could have just left you there. Uh, that's one of my questions was when that was on the movie, there's that light and you're standing there and you get pulled up. Do you have any recollection of that happening? No, I no. was unconscious. Well, the minute that energy hit me, it was like an electric shock, and I was unconscious. I always thought it was static, like you got too close, and it was just like a static yeah. discharge, you know? Like an accidental discharge. Yeah. 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 Did they ever say to you that it was an accident that we brought you? We didn't want you just happened no, to be No, but I ran across a statistic that uh, that area, that, that rim road there, has... Uh, the second highest frequency of lightning strikes of mm. any place in the continental United States outside of uh, the Everglades. Wow. 
Could you have been like, and then you said that, could you have been um, struck by lightning and knocked unconscious for, for that many days and not know it and be in the woods and just woke up and started walking? Well, that's, that'd be quite a stretch that uh, <laughs> the, the um, searchers blanketed the area. So they if, never I, had, if my body had been there, they would have found me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you woke up in town, close to town. You didn't wake up in the middle of the woods. So they the just drop you. They just dropped you back down. I mean, into the on the street, like on the road, on a dirt road. Yeah, and I I was able to see them depart. No, were you fully clothed? Click in the movie. You were naked. Uh, I was fully clothed. Okay. <laughs> so, so Travis, if you if you let's say you didn't get out of the truck, you no, know, you saw it. You saw it in the woods and stuff. So let's say uh, your guys convinced you drive, keep driving. Do you think anything would have happened or do you think they would have like maybe got over you? Well, I certainly wish I had stayed in the truck. I mean, <laughs> you know, it turns out to be not nearly as negative as I thought, but nevertheless, I'd, I'd rather it had never happened. Yeah, that's I, what a lot of objectives say on the show that oh, it was such a wonderful experience and I all I could feel was love and peace. What about you? <laughs> Well, it took me a while to, to realize the benign intentions, but uh, I, did, I didn't feel uh, love and peace. <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, Michael Anthony has a question for you. Were you more intrigued at first of what you were seeing, or was it a state of fear as the abduction took place, realizing what exactly it was? Because I can feel for you that way I dealt with it. I was intrigued. And then I asked myself, what did I get myself into? But I never had an abduction that I am aware of. Yeah, so it was a, a mixture of both, yeah. I was uh, definitely intrigued and in awe of what I was seeing. And uh, wound up being involved. That's cool. And then my, my, my cousin Brian said, sir, how true to the fact was the movie? And we already have. Well, 80 some percent, but the remake, we're, we're going to really work on <laughs> sticking to the essence of the story. Okay. Uh, Who's produced? Do you know the who's producing it? That, you know, I didn't realize at the time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, back when the movie uh, was being written, um, I was just beginning to realize that uh, um, it was more benign than I thought. Benign. So, so what do you have to say, like, uh, you know, with Jen's question? You know, we've had people on that said they've they've it, interviewers like me, let's say, who said I've never run into an abductee who had a negative experience. They've all been positive. I mean, I, I find that statement incredible. Well, it's all in the mind of the perceiver, you know. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it was initially quite negative, but I was mistaken. Yeah. Why do you, what, what made you change your mind? Just the fact that I was returned at all, mm -hmm. where I could get help, 
and uh, that no uh, eventual um, medical after effects showed up. You know, okay. Quite so, the contrary. So they did. When you say medical, you had medical attention. Was there? They do any scans to make sure there wasn't any kind of an implants or anything like that? Did oh, yeah. they find? Did uh -huh. they find anything? I had chest X-rays and uh, brain scans. Uh, they didn't find uh, anything. Blood testing. Nothing was unusual. Everything was normal. Nothing that they they knew what to look for. Yeah, that was 1975. They didn't. Did they have MRIs back then? No, no. I don't think so. No. Okay. No. That was a while ago. But that would, if he did have something inside him, if he had an MRI done, that would be pretty bad because God only knows where that little object <laughs> would go, you know what I mean? Because it's metal or something. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have any implants or anything, did you, Travis? Did they ever find anything? No. Okay. So it seems like they more or less uh, revived you and that, and they didn't tag you or come back in the future. That I know of. <laughs> do you? I got a feeling something else happened, but you ain't telling us. Yeah. Do you? Well, ever, do you? I, ever, I, oh, I don't have the kind of um, group um, witnesses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, so I, you you have had experiences, but you don't have anybody to back you up. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you ever wonder why, or did you have you ever sat down and just think, why did they send me back? Yeah, uh, well, I'm determined to try to make something good come of it. Okay. Well, I think you are by talking to people about your story because so many other people have had the same experiences. And I think it's nice to know that there's others that can really sit down and say, hey, yeah, I had lie detector tests. You know, I was all over the news and everything. They made a movie about me. So that person, he or she might not feel alone anymore. So I think that's good. You know, because I mean, there's so many strange things happening. I've talked to a lot of people telling them that you were going to be on the show. And a lot of them really look up to you, Travis. They look up to you. Well, that's that's good to hear. Yes, they do. And I just want to pause real quick. So uh, if you're just tuning in now on the radio or on the live streams, we have Travis Walton on the show. He was abducted in 1975. He was a logger and he's telling his story. So if you have any questions, please post them in the chat. How many events do you do a year now, would you say? How many speaking events do you do? Well, I've probably got about six or eight scheduled already. Okay. How many did you do last year? Um, probably more than that. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not speaking every week. You're not traveling every week, are you? More like once a month at max? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, March and, and May are, are pretty busy. Yeah. That's good. July. So what do you think about this whole new thing with the Pentagon and AARO, I think is what they call it, and they want to control the narrative through the Pentagon and the Navy and uh, maybe even push out UFO groups and all of that and really control this whole narrative. What do you think about the military's involvement in UFOs now? Well, I don't think they need to control it, uh, you know, uh, but um, 
I think it's only natural that they would want to, you know, put their spin on it from their, they have to justify an interest in it. And so that naturally devolves into defense, you know, right. have to concoct a threat just in order to justify looking into it. Right. And um, I don't think there is a threat, but it's still potentially uh, a powerful source of of information and insight. So um, they, they definitely should be looking looking into it. What do you think Elizondo meant when he said, we thought they were monsters, but they're actually our neighbors? What did he mean by that? Yeah, really. Well, you know, well, they, they look very different from us, but you get past that and it's just uh, people uh, that are very different from us and um, more advanced. So and, neighbor, neighbors, you don't think they meant like they reside here on Earth under the water, under the uh, Antarctic? Uh, you think neighbors meaning planets? I think that they can uh, close the distance. Yeah, it's technology. Um, Travis, we have the last question from Michael Anthony, um, and he says, "Thank you for answering." Them. Are you being followed? or observed seeing things in the sky above you since the time of the abduction for me i am and i feel i am being visited now regularly more that they show their lights to me well if they are i hope it's in a positive way there's there's some evidence of that uh the thing that i said i don't have enough evidence for happened uh, uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, something got me out of bed and ran me to my son's room. Oh, wow. Um, nobody heard anything. My wife was in the bed. She didn't hear anything. Uh, all the kids that were in the house heard nothing. But when I got there, my son was hanging by his neck his body had slipped under the rail that was supposed to keep him from falling off the, the top bunk bed. Mm. And the bar was across his, his throat to where he couldn't oh yell. He couldn't breathe. And I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so they somehow so urged you to say. Moved me. Mm. Okay. Wow. And there I was in his room a split second. So he, was he okay? Were you able to untangle him? Was he, was yeah. he all right? Yeah. Well, there's an instance of them helping you, obviously, that you know, your son might have strangled if, yeah. you, if yeah. you didn't go in there, you know? That's well, my cousin says, thank you, sir, for your time. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Travis, there's other... When you read what the what they're saying from uh, Lou Elizondo to uh, the Blink One Eighty Two guy, I can't think of his name right now. But uh, you know, the, in each of their interviews, they make a reference to to the, these are people fighting demons. Uh, the, the demonic reference has been made a number of times with this whole group now for the last five years. Um, do you think any of it could, you know, you know where I stand on it. Cause I fall 
into that area that I think so, some of this uh, activity in people's houses is actually uh, demonic activity and not alien. But but for them to be saying it at that level, Lou Elizondo, uh, the Blink-182 guy, he said it a couple of times. Do you think that there's anything here that's falls into that biblical Jesus, Satan, demons, a, a, ancient deities, that type of stuff that may have built the pyramids? Well, I, I know these people are convinced of that, but I haven't seen anything to persuade me that that's the case. Uh, it seems benign to me. Um, and um, you would hope that if civilization develops for another 100,000 years, that we won't be doing the same stupid stuff we are now. Yeah. Well, that's probably why they want to go to this one world government so you can control every country. But I have such reservations about totalitarianism and control. I like freedom. <laughs> you know, I don't want a one world government. No, no, that's definitely something to avoid, be avoided. Yeah. That's, a, that's crazy. So you think looking forward to any... Um, more encounters or, or are you just hoping it's all past you and you'll, it'll never happen again? Well, if I did, uh, it would be great to answer some uh, questions, personal questions, and whether I would be a allowed to uh, make that public or not, I remain to be seen. Mm -hmm. When you were there, did you try to ask questions or you were just constantly? Oh, yeah, I was definitely did? babbling questions, but... I was so hysterical. I, I don't blame him for ignoring me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had every right to be hysterical. Uh, so they, they did calm you down to a point where you were unconscious. Yeah. I would love to know what they did. <laughs> so with Travis. <laughs> but uh, so what's your bottom line at this point uh, with this whole phenomenon? Do you think they just observe us, you know, like Star Trek, you know, uh, where yeah. they're not, not yeah. supposed to interfere. Non-interference directive makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, you know, humans are a bunch of savages. Yeah, it Generally like... speaking, you know, as, as a group, you know, uh, constant warfare. UFO John says, what's up, Travis? I don't know if you know who that is. <laughs> it's not me. I'm sitting here. I didn't send a message. <laughs> Uh, so what's up, alien, electrographic, take crap, brothers and sisters? Wow. <laughs> Somebody That's likes you, Travis. <laughs> well, funny. best wishes so, to everybody. <laughs> so um, is there anything like mine that you really want to know about? Um but you still haven't gotten the answers that you were. Well, seeking. I would like to encourage people to ask themselves if the aliens are hands off or don't want to get personal with us, what do you suppose we are? Uh, what sort of changes should we make to, to make them more open to uh, contact? Uh, I can totally understand why they wouldn't want to at this point, but uh, what changes should we make to uh, 
maybe not as a species, maybe not as a group, but certain individuals. Do, do uh, you do you think they're armed? Like, uh, do they not? Do they not make contact because they're afraid we're going to try to shoot them down? Do you think they're armed, or maybe they are beyond weapons and they don't want to approach us because they're they're not armed at this point? Well, the technology that they possess it would definitely be very disrupting and upsetting uh, uh, for what we've got going. Hmm. I don't think we're ready for it. Probably. No, we're not. We're not ready. Mm -mm. Well, you know, here's a question that comes up. I'm surprised Jen didn't ask, ask it. But uh, I'm involved with this uh, a, a, a conference that's coming up on Val Thor. You know, Stranger, uh, Stranger, Pentagon. I mean, oh, they, they, they roped me into it to be the MC and everything. <laughs> but back in the 50s, I think that was, do you think that that Val Thor story was true? That he came and spent three years at the Pentagon and was trying to get us to make the changes you talk about, uh, but we'd, we'd, we, don't want, we wouldn't make any changes uh, at that point, and he ended up leaving. Well, it could be, but I don't know, and I, I made a policy of not um, affirming or disaffirming anybody else's case because uh, uh, people did that to me without getting all the facts, yeah. and I, I would be obligated to thoroughly research before I yeah. expressed an opinion. Michael Anthony says, why would Sherman sign a treaty to allow 80,000 to be abducted? Um, I didn't even know he did that. Is that true? Well, that's that was the rumor when they, they asked us uh, in 52, I guess it was, they went to Muroc uh, Air Force Base in California and met with Truman and asked us to give up our nuclear weapons, but he wouldn't do it. And then suppose it's called the Grieta Treaty that we signed a, an agreement that we would we would not interfere with them taking a few people and doing some experiments if they would give us some technology and not give it to they if they would give it they were going to give it to the Russians so we had to agree I don't know if that's true or not what do you how think? do we know that this isn't the government doing these abductions and took Travis nineteen seventy five. I don't think they could in 75. I think they could have in 90. Well, if, it, if they had the technology, if Roswell was true and they had the technology, the craft that they supposedly kept at Area 51, why couldn't they have? Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they, they could they have. We'll never know. But, Travis, do you think that there was a meeting with Truman and an agreement with the ETs? I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> um, you would think that they would record it thoroughly. Hmm. You know, um, we hear, let me just finish real quick, John, before we, because we have to break anyways. Um, yeah. All these abductees that we had on the show, and they said that they communicate with them and they go into these trances and they can um, talk to them. Did you ever try to talk to them? No, I, no? I haven't attempted that, but I, I really did feel that um, that thing, well, I don't know. It's just, Go ahead, say it. <laughs> it seemed like a big coincidence that they would stop right over the top of us, but then, you know, you know, you see that they happen. It could have been people on our side just trying to get me to report it and uh, connect it to UFOs, and that's true. Yeah. I cover just, story for uh, giant black triangles. Yeah, those big black triangles, but um, 
we just have to take a real quick break um, and take shout out to Carnation for sponsoring the second hour with Travis Walton on Chasing Prophecy. Thank you so much, Car Carnation, for sponsoring this hour. So, Travis, did you ever like try to do the Stephen Greer thing with him or anybody to try to contact them? Have you made any efforts to try to bring them back and contact them? No. Yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know. Maybe I would. I mean, I, sometimes I think of hearing all these stories and I say, oh, it'd be so really awesome if this would happen to me. But when I go back and think about all the things that the terrible things, the 80% that happened to Travis on the movie, I said, no, I don't want it to happen. But to know that, wouldn't it be really awesome if, if they did make themselves known and, and you actually got to you know say that there's a sighting somewhere over Colorado, somewhere to Mount and Rush, Mount, you know, Mount Rushmore or something. And you go there sort of like on um, close encounters of the third. Remember that movie? You know how they all got together. Wouldn't it be cool yeah. that you could go back and say, Hey, you get to actually meet them like on a, on a human way. That, well, you know, you know I think that, you know, the degree of sightings and contacts that are happening are not accidental. I don't think the aliens are slapping their forehead and go, oh, boy, I got to be more careful next time. A human <laughs> spotted me, you know. Uh, you know, I think that they control who sees and to what degree and how provable they, they, they know, you know, how good your camera is, the whole thing. Um, and it's a conditioning process. It's very gradual, but deliberate. It's uh, if they've if they wanted to, I believe they could maintain a presence here and be remain undetected. Yeah, I think it's no coincidence. I mean, I think it's a, not a coincidence that everybody is seeing all these, and it's for a reason. So maybe soon they'll, they'll make themselves know. Go ahead. I'm sorry, John. Um, I'm more uh, to not so much dwell on on the military, but to me, I would, and this is my own personal uh, feeling, that they would just keep contact on you for a long, long time, even to this day. I, mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but to me, if I was a high high rank in the Air Force colonel or whatever. You know, I'm going to kind of make sure that they're not talking to you. Do you still have the military involved around you? Well, I, I mean, uh, you know, I'm contacted by individuals from time to time, but uh, they've never announced it as being in official capacity. Okay. No, it just, the military just, um, I, I, I don't know, because I really didn't know about aliens until three and a half years ago when Jen asked me to do this show, you know, so it, it, it's just so amazing. It just I, I just have so many questions, but I don't want to bore you with them. Well, it's a huge universe. There's literally millions of planets potentially life supporting. So the surprising thing is how little contact there is. And uh, what are we doing wrong that's, that's keeping them away from us? 
Yeah, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> Just about everything. Well, Travis's story is what got me interested in it. I'm not going to lie. He His story made me write my book. Um, so it affected me, and then it affected my son and others around me. Um, so what I think... What was the name of your book? Fire in the Sky 2? <laughs> My book? From the Sky. <laughs> ah, ah, there you go. There Almost plagiarized you. Go, you. No, yeah. I, uh, but no, it got me. And seriously, that's what made me want to get into all this stuff. And hey, you know, this, oh my God, you know, this actually happened to somebody. And then that's what started. Well, yeah, you I were. Think, uh, you know, the fact that we, you know, realize that it's real and uh, are aware of it is kind of puts us in a sort of an elite group, you know, we're, we're better prepared than, than others. Uh, yeah. You know. So when they do make contact, <laughs> I'll be the first in line. <laughs> oh, I mean, think about it, right? You got a, a spaceship, an alien UFO coming down. What happened to Sean? You're like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You have no control on what's going to happen. I mean, I, I've dealt this, I've, I've duked it out with Jen about this for a long time. That's why I said that, Travis. But when you were in the ship or whenever you came out of your unconsciousness, were there different symbols anywhere or was it just one flat metallic type of color? Well, I, nothing that I recognized as as symbols, but uh... hey, Travis, the, the uh, a lot of people that have this first contact, they report having some abilities. You know, even if it's short term, of uh, you know paranormal type stuff, like sensing something that's going to happen that happens. You know, it's almost like once they were touched, they they had a sixth sense for. A short short period and even sometimes for longer periods some became like you know mystics or mediums and stuff a anything with you that uh lasted any any abilities anything that maybe faded away upon contact well i think i turned out to be healthier than i thought i'd be oh. i expected to experience negative health effects from it but i didn't that's a positive <laughs> yeah and it made you healthy. Like I know there was one guy that who was it uh, on missing four one one UFO connection said that um, when he was apparently abducted that uh, he had they did all kind of scans and he was so much healthier and I think he had some kind of cancer and they it was gone. Yeah. But also he said he had a vasectomy and he thought that that's the, one of the reasons why they sent him back. So I don't know if that's. <laughs> anything to do with the story well <laughs> everything him. still works <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing after all <laughs> yeah some other people might have did i, I never never called in sick one time in all those um 20 years that is fantastic yeah. never so, yeah. called in sick yeah it's wow. like funny you know my 35 year career at ups you know when i went into management i don't think i missed three days in in 26 wow. years a, you know because you, you have responsibility and you just can't say oh, i don't feel like going to work today but you know a lot of people they don't feel that way michael anthony said most yeah. suffer radi from radiation uh, who are abducted. Yeah. yeah uh did that happen to you travis 
did they use a, a Geiger counter on you or anything to see if there was? Uh, uh, they checked. They checked. They didn't find any uh, um, high radiation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. There's just so many uh, questions we could sit here and ask forever. I mean, what did it look I mean, like? This is like the I three mean, hours show. <laughs> I mean, it, it, when you're you're laying on a table, right? You're laying on a table, and your your eyes are open. And you can see, is it dark? Like, is it dark or is it, is there light the room shining was, on was you? pretty dark, even though the light was right above me. It kind of hurt my eyes, um, even though it wasn't all that bright. Um, but my vision was blurry at first, and then it sharpened, and then I could see that these beings uh, that were standing over me were not human. Did they, did they, did they talk to you? Like, hey, Travis, it's okay. Don't worry. Did they know your name? No. They didn't say, they didn't you know, communicate with you that at was, all. The, 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 the blast of energy hitting me uh, disrupted my nervous system to where I think they were unable to control me or communicate or reassure me. Michael, you can ask any questions, many amount that you want. So go ahead and shoot them off. Uh, so they didn't. They didn't. Did they? they did they uh, communicate with you telepathically? And did they didn't talk? With no, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think uh, my neural circuits were so scrambled that uh, they had to resort to getting someone that I would trust, someone that looked human. Okay, so the one you, the one that looked like a Nordic with the with the light hair and yeah. the blue. Blue now, whether that was an, a, some kind of illusion or robot or, you know, who that was, uh, it worked. It, I trusted him and, and was uh, taken out of the craft by him. That would make sense if they'd use something that would make you comfortable because there's so many different movies and shows that they have the, they have the three different species of alien on there. They have the, the reptilians, they have the Nordics, and they have the greys working together. So was there anything that looked like a, um, a reptilian or just a grayish kind with the big eyes? No, didn't see any reptilian. John, Michael said that um, when he, I guess his experience left his eye blurry and dry, whatever happened to him. So that's the only physical thing that I can Boy, see. Boy, you have both. John really, really likes you, Travis. <laughs> is, is that your friend? Because he seems like he knows you. He says, you have John. Well, John says, this is so cool that I was able to talk to Travis Walton. Got a fan. Well, that's cool. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the crew members that was with me was named John. I, I, I probably wasn't him that you're talking to there, but... No, UFO John. I'm not sure who that is. Do you do you take people up, you know, who want to actually see where you were abducted? Yeah, that's a something you up? could do. Yeah, we used to control uh, conduct uh, uh, tours to to the area. Thinking about doing that again. Yeah, you should. I think you should. That would be like maybe on the anniversary of the incident or something. Yeah. What was that the date? What time? What month? It's November. November fifth. Yeah. November fifth. Yeah, November is a tough month to do that stuff weather-wise where you are. Yeah. 
you know, you almost you go depends up on whether we get an early snow or not. Yeah, you go up but there. You might. You we might were, we were still working out there, so we had lucked out. And Apparently, work till the weather shut us out. Yeah. Oh, this is so many things we could ask, John. When was the last time Travis was in um, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh? Was that? I think it was last year, wasn't it? Last just, year. Uh, you were in Philly with uh, Nick Pope, wasn't it? The two of you. Yeah. It was you and Nick Pope that was here last May. Well, not in Pittsburgh, not in Philadelphia. Oh, Pittsburgh? I think you... Were you here last year, the year before, in uh, 21, Travis, or no? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember, but uh, I know it was on Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, both ends of the state, uh, yeah. that trip. Yeah. Uh, maybe what we'll do in uh, 25 which will be the 50th anniversary in two years, we'll bring you back to Pittsburgh and bring you in. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, we'd yeah, like, like to skip a few years. Yeah. I want to go out to once with you. Um, that'd be great. Is, yeah. is Travis buying or are you buying? No, I'm buying. I'll, I'll buy. <laughs> right now, uh, I want to go find a, a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Oh, you, you need some go, water? You, go ahead. You, you can go get some water. Travis, you need to get something to drink? Go ahead. You can go. It, it would take too long. Oh, okay. Well, here, here, Travis, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that ain't right. Oh, you're trying to make me thirsty. <laughs> oh, that hey, right. I, you know me, I'm kind and gentle. <laughs> you, seriously, if you want to go get a drink, you can. If you want to stay on to the uh, till nine, you can go ahead and get a drink. But if you want to leave now, that's up to you. Well, let's call it a day. Okay. Okay. Call it a day. All right. Well, thank you. Travis, is there a final message? Like a, the bottom line, like what do you think they want in the bottom line? You know, what do you think this whole thing is about? Well, acceptance that it's a big universe and we're not the only ones in it. And, you think That's they, pretty basic, you know. Just trying to ease us into accepting that they're out there, or uh, or do you? Yeah, think you know, on these uh, constant sightings, every so often, you know, yeah. is designed to do exactly that. Just remind us that we're not alone. What about the negative side, where you know, Doctor Jacobs, that they've, they've been experimenting, they've been cloning and creating new generations that have now infiltrated governments and corporations do you think that stuff is actually going on i haven't or? seen any evidence for it but uh, okay so they're not trying to take the i'm open to i'm open to everything uh, just give me the evidence yeah yeah because you know you get this field you know some people say they're trying to replace us they want the planet others say they're just observing um, i think if they wanted the planet we'd never know what hit us right yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the thank you They've been have... here for decades. You know, it had been over a long time ago. So, you know, I, I say to the people that, you know, the uh, the West Coast people, you know, who say they're here to help and they're going to clean the environment <laughs> and, and cure our immune system. I say, don't, well, why didn't they fix do something with COVID? It would have been very easy to show up and give us a cure and say, look, we're here to help. That would yeah. have been a perfect opportunity and nothing happened. Yeah. And if they true. wanted to get rid of us and invent something worse than COVID and wipe us all out. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they sent that over the over the country in that balloon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> China. I, was I actually, yeah. I said, you know, China knows we're going to shoot it down. They put another biological in there because we're going to shoot it down. But they, we did wait till it got. Yeah, it's too late. It got out to the ocean and we shot it down. You know. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Travis, right. where can someone Travis. find your book? Your books. Um, Travisbolton.com. And uh, my communication has been changed. They they completely abandoned uh, uh, the entire platform, me oh. and everybody else on it. They said, we're not, just not going to do this anymore. So I got a new one. It's TC Walton 75. TC Walton 75 at Gmail. So you can go check out it and get his book. And we'll be looking forward to the movie. So I'm hoping I'll keep yes. my fingers crossed it goes through. But thank you again for coming thank on. You, I really appreciate it. Nice, and you, nice you talking have a great, to you, folks. Nice, nice talking, talking to you, too. sir. Good yeah, evening. We'll, we'll bring you back again. in. We'll bring you back in for the 50th anniversary in 25. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and when All the right, movie thanks. comes out. Bye-bye. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Travis. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, mean, I really enjoyed that. Probably yes. the biggest name in the field that we could have got for the show, I think. You know? Yeah, he's a he's very genuine. I liked him. Um, very nice, easy yeah. going. Yeah, I I think that there was more that happened. He's not telling. <laughs> yeah, he's not telling because uh, I've been to you know I've heard him talk a dozen times at different events I've been at, and there's there's always the sense that something else happened or that they came back. Or that he's not telling us the whole thing. Yeah, you could tell he was holding something back. Yeah, there was something traumatic maybe that happened too. So, thanks, John. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> I was he, talking to John. UFO John. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. So, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like I, I've always got the impression there was more to the story. You know. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's a lot of stuff that he's not telling us, and he has every right not to. Maybe he's right. talking to somebody now, and he's not allowed to talk. Um, but well, I like the idea you know, that he what, says, go ahead. If they're making a movie, if they're making a movie, he can't talk. Well, I don't think they're going to put stuff that, you know. No, it don't matter. He couldn't. Uh, I think um, he's trying he to get them. I think he's trying to get the movie to be more benign that they helped him. You know, uh, I, I think that's the direction that they're not monsters you know, from space. Well, here we can have that just discussion again about whether or not they're peace-going people. They could be portraying themselves as peace-loving people yeah. or, or race, and they're not. Yeah. I, mean, well, I don't know. You know, the, the stuff that happened, getting back to your question, could it have been us? I mean, everything that happened kind of, you know, if that was 1947 to 75, right? You got 28 years. Maybe that was our craft, and maybe this guy walked up to it and got hit with. Yeah, that's what I said. How do you know it's not government? And yeah. Michael says, um, the reason why he's not talking is it has something to do with contract movie non disclosure agreements. You're right, in legal yes. terms. That's yeah. like Sean was saying. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's always, could... for 10, 12 years that I've known him, there's always been something else there. But, you know, the, the, the whole description of the whole thing, you know, if it was our craft, and the guys that came out to meet him were human looking, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, that could have just been our guys tried to, they didn't want to kill him, you know, 
It, yeah. The, 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 the static charge killed him, and they brought him back on and, and paddled him and everything else until they could bring him back, you know? But I, that doesn't explain the grays that were there. I mean, what the hell is that? You know, we wouldn't have no, that. No, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was with the grays. It looked like in the movie they were they, the gray out the gray like the guy back there is a is a uh is a uh a uniform or whatever helmet um like an astronaut get up oh that's you're thinking the, this is really a helmet I, yeah i think that's i don't think they look like that i think that's a uh what do you call them they're outfits is it called a uh a exoskeleton well no i think it's a uniform like a, or yeah with the astronauts wear well, you remember Independence Day, that thing with the arms, that was actually a suit. And when they Yeah, that's I mean, up, it's a suit. That thing yeah. is like a space suit. Yeah. I think open, the thing behind you is a space suit. Right. Okay. And there's something else. There's something the, else in it. It's probably, it. yeah. I don't think he looks like that. Because how do you know? They might not be able to breathe our air. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, you know... There are theories, and you know, I, I put one out a while ago. It's in my books that there was a UFO crash in the 1939 in the Black, Black Forest of Germany. Mm -hmm. They were working on it because we know they were working on stuff. We got the technology in 45, and then 47 is Roswell. And there were so many crashes, you know, those years. UFOs shouldn't be crashing, right? No. You fly a trillion miles and then you crash here, you know? It, you know, it's almost like we were testing this technology until we got it right. And that was all of those old crashes, Kingman, you know, mm -hmm. Roswell, all of them. And it's it's always been us, you know, but, but where did it come from? I still say there was a real crash in 1939 in the Black or 36 in the Black Forest of Germany. And that's what Hitler got, and they didn't know what they were working on, but their engineers were getting close, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, John, know. I'm going to ask you this question. In your honest opinion, why aren't people allowed to go to Area 51? Your honest so answer. <laughs> well, it's 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 a top-secret testing place for next-generation military aircraft is what's there. Why would they want to let you in? You know, well, when 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 I was doing the Hangar One TV show, right? So we were in season two, and it was really picking up. Season one went well. Ratings for season two was even better. I remember emailing the producer Paul Villa Lloyd and saying, "Let's request access to Area Fifty One. I don't care if they just bring us into the vestibule. I want to be able to say I I got into Area Fifty One. But let's let's ask them for an interview and access." The area 51 and you know his response was it'll never happen it'll never happen but that would have been cool you know right. yeah they're testing um all kind of stuff they're still aren't they still testing stuff yeah that's the uh, whatever the next generation stuff is that's where they're testing it you know but you know you, do you believe they do you believe they got it from the aliens I believe that that 19, I think it was 1936. Oh, no, no, the Germany, the Black oh, Forest okay. crash. I think the Black Forest crash was real. I think Roswell was our test. That was our craft using, you know, you had to go with somebody smaller or lightweight, almost like a jockey on a horse because of the weight. We were testing this anti-gravity craft and, you know, they could have been midgets. They could have been dwarves. I don't know. 
but you know it was smaller people on there because they weigh less and i think that that's what crashed you know and, and i think that a lot of the crashes since have been our technology so it could have been ours in 1975 but to me that's a little early i think the in the 80s i absolutely believe those are those are military craft hudson valley uh even 1980 with the those women in texas that got radiation poisoning mm. uh cash landrum you know i mean here you got a craft flying followed by helicopters they were testing it and it had a nuclear reactor and it was throwing down uh you know radiation and they happened to be under it you know but uh, you know anything from 1980 on i think i'm thinking is ours but i don't know about 75 maybe yeah i don't know it's just uh i liked how he said that he didn't agree with well he didn't really come out and say he didn't agree or disagree about how um these these beans were like good and they were looking to uh spread peace and love like uh some of the people i'm sorry i just think it's i can't imagine yeah i just find the the uh i don't know what the right word is i you know i grew up in new york city i'm street smart i'm not naive you know i you know i go into even now i go into a bank i observe who's outside the bank yeah that's what i do and when you go in i look to see if those same people are there because they're going to get held up you know yeah. it, it, it's like i'm different than a lot of people you know and i don't new yorkers are skeptical and i need you know show me the money i need i want to see the proof you know yeah you know what i i do that too that's weird that you say that because when i go into a bank i i do look who's outside who's inside and i actually want to uh a car wash and there was a guy the automated ones you know you drive in and you put your money and you go in there was a guy on the the next one the one the next car wash next to me he's just sitting there i didn't i didn't go in i didn't put my money in and go in. Yeah. i don't trust him what, what is he sitting there for yeah he's sitting in his car he's not moving he's not going into the car wash just he's not on his phone i'm like what is he doing there and i just felt uneasy and i left well, you know, crime in America has spiked since 2020. And, uh, you know, it's not bad where we are. Things are fine here. But there's a lot of... There's uh, a lot of well, I, mean, I don't know about that. There was a cop. There's two cops that were shot. Oh, that's true. You're seeing that almost every day now. You're seeing the, the shooting of a police officer locally here. So... It's yeah. what the world we're living in. Uh, yeah. Know, but, you know, I always get back to... I, I am so convinced that the ancient sites of the pyramids, Baalbek, all of those, I believe those were built by ancient deities. And I'm reading a book right now called Return of the Gods. Boy, does it hit home. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not talking about the UFO stuff. It is talking about what's going on in the country and how prior to Christ, these these fallen angels which and i've said this prior to reading this book they would show themselves they you know they were the gods that people worshipped whether it was the norse gods the india gods the roman the greek gods i mean this is not all mythology made off stuff this was mm -hmm. actually going on and i believe they built the pyramids because that you know the three has always been a symbol of of the demonic you know uh, the father son holy spirit three yeah. right that's the opposite stuff and but this book talks about the practices in the old world of child sacrifice 
of, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things I don't want to get into in the show because then you run into turning it political. But yeah. so many of those things are now coming back. They were pushed out of really almost the entire world through Christianity and the mm -hmm. Ten Commandments. And it was really Christianity and Western civilization that pushed out all the pagan beliefs. The Vikings converted, all, you know, all of these groups converted to Christianity. And we had our, you know, Ten Commandments and, you know, turn the other cheek and you don't start a war, but you'll finish it if it happens type stuff. But, but, they, but you see the push of Christianity now being pushed out. Look at the Grammys. There's a oh demonic, yeah, that that was ritual. that was that was. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you, um, Michael. Um, thank you, um, Sebastian. Sebastian, and, I, I did. I did Michael's show uh, six months ago, two hours and forty three minutes. Oh, we wow. did a we did a UFO show because he had those experiences and. We also did a political show that was about an hour and a half because he's political like me. So. I'm gonna see if I can pull up the um that that uh, the Grammys with that dancing. Yeah. I don't know, for people who I was shocked when I saw it. I go, oh my if god! I didn't watch it because I don't watch the Academy Awards. I don't watch. I don't either. But when I heard about this, I go, oh my god! Are you kidding me? But what? all of what they're doing, and I, you know, I was over, I was over my, uh, I was over my kid's house in Missouri and we're watching the last of us. And I read something about episode three. And I said to the, my son and daughter and their spouses, I'm not watching episode three or when it happens in episode three, I'm leaving, you know, and I don't want to offend anybody, but it was, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I just want to show this. Cause I just, yeah, tell me when you pull it up, but I, I just, uh, I don't know how to, um, it's trying. It's like I have to pull up. I'm going to try to fast forward to on somebody's who has it. Okay, because it's it's just yeah. I'm going to, it's there's so many on here. There's tons of them, but there's not one of just that scene. So I can just play that. There's like it, all these little commentaries. The bottom see. line is they're trying to get us to accept stuff that we would have never accepted five years ago. Let's say to watch this stuff on TV and shows and then say, well, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I can do that too. Maybe, uh, you know, a, a little devil worship ain't a bad thing. You know, I'm yeah. there, there is a demonic tone going on in this country and around the world. I mean, I looked at uh, something I saw, Australia, right? These All of these creation people come out of Australia creation conferences. Australia is like 71% atheists now. What happened? England the same way, like 5% of people go to church, 5%. And, and the point of the book I was reading was that when you push, when you push God out, when you open that door and you push it out, something will replace it. And it's going to be these ancient deities. They yeah. were here first. They were here for the first uh, 4,000 years, and they're back now. And uh, the more you, if you think that way and look what's going on, they are back. And, Sean, you should be seeing this with a lot of ghostly and paranormal activity, you know, and maybe that's why I had that activity here in this house, too. 
I think they're back. No doubt, John. No doubt at all. Yeah, I think they're back. And, they're you know, they don't show themselves like they did back then in Egypt, being an eight-foot-tall guy with a bird head and a, a minotaur, you know, a horse with a human torso and, and head. They don't do that. But I believe they actually did show themselves that way. They're invisible. They're still spiritual and can manifest like a Bigfoot or something. But they are influencing people to do things that they would have never done or accepted. And that's the road we're heading down. It's so hard to find one that doesn't have a bunch of... Uh... Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. So I, I saw a still, and that was all I needed to see to say... That's all I saw was the still. Yeah. I, I think there's see. a TikTok. Um, I, think, I think I saw a TikTok here I can show you on, on YouTube that somebody... Um, you, you know, maybe the, another reason why the aliens um, aren't coming here to Earth is because there is so much anger and depression that that's probably why because now think about it right everybody the way the world is right now all the anger that people have all the depression all the mental illness right mm -hmm. is out there in the universe and the, and the ets are saying you know what we don't want to deal with that not yet you know what i mean you know it's interesting sean uh, the uh, the book i wrote 10 years ago an alternative history of mankind was a it was almost true i almost picked up a woman in roswell that looked like a hybrid the, the albino appearance and i wrote a mm -hmm. book that i actually picked her up and she was a hybrid the conversation was she was telling us our true history but i kept saying i believe in god and and the devil and when we talked about this ancient deities and fallen angels the aliens were just as afraid of them as we are they experience them that them also on these other planets and we had that in common with them that they didn't when i brought up ancient deities and fallen angels no 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 we don't know how to deal with them either because you can't. They're more powerful. You know, it's a real interesting concept 10 years ago. And, and now right. I believe this stuff is actually coming true that they're here. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's like, but what was the name of that movie? Um, a wrestler was in on Ronnie Piper, where he yeah. wore glasses and he could see. Yeah. Uh, they live. Glasses. They, they live. live. Yeah. Do you think we're at that part of. Well, According to a lot part? of these, according to these lot of people who think that they're here, I think that, well, I, I firmly believe in the ghostly paranormal area that these other creatures and beings see an aura in us. You know, maybe mm -hmm. the good people, let's just say a light bulb, right? The good people are bright and the right. worst person you are is duller, 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 or it's a different color. Blue. It's blue, it's red, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you know, I, so I think right. that, I think they see this aura, you know, and they know who they can attack or maybe they attack the bright bulbs because they want to, they, they hate them and they want to take them down, but they really have a hard time doing that because they already got the others, right? The people who aren't right. shining very bright, they got them already, you know, mm -hmm. and depending on what happens when you die, you know, I'm reading another book that Jesus, he said, when you die, he didn't say anything about going to hell. That was invented 200 years later. He said, when you die, it's over until the final judgment. 
So if you died in the year 1200 BC, you got about a, you know, you might have a 5,000 year wait until the final judgment, but you're not walking around. You're not, you know, you're basically asleep. As a matter of fact, there's a scene in the Bible where Saul, I Are think. Are you serious, Jen? Yeah, yeah there here, I'll play it. Let me go back. You get there and play, play. Who the hell did this? Just wait, it was on the Grammys. See that? Isn't that lovely? I don't know I what he was saying. I don't. Have, I have any idea what he was saying, but I bet. I bet Madonna. I bet Madonna was jealous that she didn't get to do that. Oh, she's. Did you see how awful she looked? Yeah, she looks like a cat woman. She. Why would she do that to herself? So what was this? This show, and you know what the sad part about this was? At the end. It was sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, you know what? Pfizer's in the middle of a lot of this demonic stuff. They really are. So when they want that's ridiculous. When they want you to take the mark, you know, which will be a chip implant for all your medical records, guarantee it's going to be Pfizer. Now, now Madonna looked like she was something out of a horror movie. Yeah, you know, when you go back. You remember the movie Gargoyles back in like uh, the late 80s? Gargoyles? Yeah. Madonna's face looked exactly like those like gargoyles. Like why? Why did she do that to herself? To get rid of the, the wrinkles is what they do. They, but they that's not getting rid of wink wrinkles. 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 They, blow, they Botox <laughs> the cheeks and the mouth, the lips. and. Why? Yeah. She looks like a freaking monster. I think I'm it's terrible. To of her way you know, Nicole Kidman did that also, and it's not as pronounced, or she's got a different shaped face, a thinner face. But I look at her, and I don't even know it was Nicole Kidman. It looks like a totally different person. Why the do they, same... they don't look pretty? Embrace your freaking age, first of all. Because, you know, the thing in Hollywood was once a woman got into her 40s, she oh. was done. And these women are in their 60s now, and they're starting, oh. trying to stay relative, you know? Hold on. I'm sorry, excuse me, John, but this Michael Anthony, he says they are throwing it in our faces. She was representing the new satanic statue that was placed on the courthouse in New York City. Oh, well, that could be. I mean, New York City's the the epicenter of a lot of this crap, you know, the godless people. Let me show you this picture. This is probably not a really good picture because... that's not it. She always had a mind. She always did what she wanted to do, Jen. So I know that, but she's so creepy ass. I mean, doesn't her family tell her that she looks really bad? <laughs> Who's she going to? Who's going to tell her that? Yeah, she's going to. Uh, hey, Sean, she's she going has to listen. a family. Yeah, she Dennis has Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, he's the big. He's a bigger weirdo than she is. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Oh my God. Thank Look you, at that face. John. Look at her. Thank Look you. at her eyebrows. No, come on. Thank They're you, like, John. Point is like you, a witch. That picture makes her look fairly decent. Find a picture that's a close-up and a little bit of a side angle. I'm telling you, she looks like from the movie The Gargoyles. The Gargoyles. Uh-huh. Yeah, bring up a still of the gargoyle and you'll you'll look at her face. It's the same oh, thing. God. I don't even she's just so many creepy but, ones. But this is not, you know, they did this. Think about this. They did that, right? 
Six months ago, didn't Joe Biden give a speech with the re same red background, this fiery Nazi-like yeah. speech with the banners, and, and he was talking about blood and all these other things? I mean, these Look at that face. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> Holy Moses. You, would not, you wouldn't know that that was her. No. What, what, what's the purpose of doing that to your face? She's Seriously, oh, she, she got her cheekbones are like, I don't even know how they do that. They put like both like fillers in here. I well, mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 60 years old and I could use some work, but I'm not going to do it. First of all, um, it wouldn't look real, like me anywhere. Real quick. Let's get off from Madonna for a minute. Michael Anthony said, John, keep in touch. I'll promote the hell out of this for you guys. Thank you for while I need to share. We'll, have to, we'll send him the link after the show. Yeah, he's a good guy. He does the same type of interviews. Like I said, and he's, two hours and 43 minutes was my interview. And he said, uh, go to Michael Anthony, go to his page. You'll find the comparison. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do that. Maybe we'll get Michael on the show. What do you yeah, think? We'll get oh, Michael you know what? I would get Michael on the show because this is, I have to start campaigning now. Get Michael to be on the show. He'll give you a good interview. Oh, okay. Cool. We'll have to get Are you up for it, Michael? Would you like to come on? Let's see if he's still around. He that would there. be great. Well, keep his contact information and reach out to him. Now, there's just oh. so many stuff going on, and I I follow um, David Politis on his um, Canaan project. Yeah. And I could listen to him. I would love to get him on. Actually, I was talking to one of his um, publicists last. Oh God, when we were it was a while ago. That's when we were on, still on um, Skype. That's how long ago it was. Wow. And uh, he just, uh, maybe I can go find his contact information again and try to talk and see if we can get him on. I know he's so busy with interviews for his um, yeah. movie. It's so he, hard. To I tried to get him for the Philly conference. And you can't I upped, do it. I upped the speaker's fee, and he said, I'm very politely declining <laughs> and, he wants and, more money oh well, he's getting a thousand dollars each gig now so uh, we can't pay that good for him yeah i don't i don't i don't see why um people wanted to want fees like that um i remember when mike barra wanted um money. i said no finally i got it how long how many times was he on twice oh, about three times yeah He's we so busy him. going all over the place. Yeah, we had him on the, uh, he came to Philly a long time ago. That was 2015. He came to the Philly conference and he spoke. I think he's well, a great know, speaker. He gave a presentation on these objects on Mars and the moon. These yeah, we talked, we just, we talked about that yeah. on the show that one time he was on the show. I tell Please you what, get that picture off. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, you can't get it off now. When you bring up the show next week, that's coming up. <laughs> I, I have nightmares. Oh, I nightmares. Do, I didn't buy the Mike Bauer presentation. Night, Michael. No. Uh, yeah, on the structures on the Mars and Moon. They look like rock structures to me. I didn't well, the pictures we before. had, they look like actual things. I mean, I don't know if he fixed them or played with them. Yeah. There was a moon base. There was some kind of an alien statue or something. I don't know. I don't think there's life on Definitely. Mars. No, well, I think there's life on the moon. I think there's moon bases. On I, I, I think if there is anything, there's a base on the far side of the moon. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. 
I do think but that. not on Mars. I don't believe that crap. Well, it could be Mars. I don't know. Yeah, you, know you, you have an ice cap on Mars, so you, if you need water, hydrogen, oxygen, mm -hmm. right, water, it's there. You know, I read a book about colonizing Mars, and they would try to land the ship as close to that glacier, that ice cap, so they could get the water. They could break it down to hydrogen and oxygen, the oxygen for the ship, hydrogen for power. Makes a lot of sense, you know? True. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. Um, I'm trying to go back to the, all the shows we had and see if we can get some of these guests that were really good guests to come back for 2023. It's, it seems like a lot of them are just not... I don't the the contact information is gone, but yeah, last week's show, um we had a lot of views on that. Yeah, um yeah. On the repeats well, on SoundCloud. Um it'd be interesting to see if this one breaks a million. Well, it was on it's being it's supposed to be being I have it on set for Roco right now. So if you have a Roco device, you can see if we're on there. Um I don't know if it replaced the live stream or not, but I do have them. Uh, but it, it, it is being... I, think, I think we had 988,000 yes, for yep. uh, Daryl Sims. Yep. So Travis is a bigger name. We should have hit 1.2 again because we, we hit a million a couple of weeks in a row six months ago, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping we did break some. I was surprised that there wasn't as many people listening tonight, even though it was we got a, so many people watching the event. Oh, well, six thousand isn't isn't the State of the Union? State of the tonight? Union. It's yeah. not on until nine o'clock. Still, they're probably buying barf bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not watching it. Sorry, I'm not. He isn't too embarrassing. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, I'm and curious. it's really after his nap. I mean, it's really. It's after. It's pretty late for him. Nine o'clock. Are they going to have the red background again? I don't know. I might. I might watch it just to see. Cause uh, I don't watch it. I'm not gonna. I, I won't give them the ratings. I deliberately don't watch it because I won't. Give does them that the really ratings. go? Does it? Do they still do the Nelson readings? I remember oh, yeah. years yes, they ago. Do. Yes. I got that little yes, envelope. They, they paid us. Paid me some money yeah. to watch stuff. And but well, they know. know. They know from the TV and the cable box how many people have turned that channel on. Uh, they, they, they really know. know. Yeah, they know a million people, 5 million people. I mean, the Yellowstone TV show, I mean, they're getting like 10 million viewers. Shit, Yellowstone, and, uh, I love that show. Number one. But you see Costner is is kind of giving them, they have a busy schedule, and he says, I'm not working that many shows. So I think you're going to see shows where he's not in it. You it's going to be, yeah. He said, I'm not doing 20 <laughs> episodes. You know, he, he wants to do about eight and be seen. And he well, that's stupid i mean if he doesn't want to be they'll get rid of him and get a new doc um nah, john dutton how are you going to replace i don't him? know because he, I don't Why he's do you just... watch that crap god it's a great show Yellowstone. i love Yellowstone. are you kidding well here get this it's the number one watched show by conservatives because it's the way this country was it's the way it was used to be the old west you know, they're not high on these environmentalists and all that. I'm telling you, I read that it's the number one show watched by conservatives because there's nothing woke in that show. 
I like it. I watch it. I watched yeah. uh, 1883. I'm watching 1930 something, 32. I'm not sure. I'm not really crazy with the one. Honey, you're just watching the shows because of the good looking cowboys. Well, I do have the hots for Kevin Costner. I'm not going to lie, but that's, uh, I've always loved Kevin. But uh, I, the other one, uh, 1920, was it 1932? What is it? Somebody help me. Is it 1932? Um, yeah, I think that was Harrison a, Ford. Uh, he's terrible. He's he's he, he's, 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 he's he's terrible as uh, as Dutton. When you get to there's a point when you get your late seventies, around eighty, where you all of a sudden thin out, like you lose all that body fat and you get emaciated. I mean, I, saw, <laughs> I mean, Bill Burns. If you see Bill Burns right now, you wouldn't recognize him. I don't he, even know. I haven't seen him. I thought he was dead. No. Oh, uh, that for Bill Burns. Never yeah, mind. We him into Pittsburgh for the last couple of years, you know. Uh, you know, it, but the, I tell you what, the part with that show was the guy over at Africa. Who is it? Was he one of the grandsons or something? I think, grandsons? yeah. I didn't like that scene where they were oh, killing I like me. It the elephant. And, and I the, didn't see that. The leopard. There was, he, the yeah, two, the leopard ate that lady. Yeah, um, the two leopards. I didn't like it. And I didn't understand that scene at all. But I, I, didn't thought, I thought it was cool that he was the big game hunter over in Africa, you know. And, well, I don't like I, game hunting. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't know if he was destined to come back. Don't tell me what happens because I, I, I Actually, I turned it off last night because I had it on last night and it got too late. I was watching too yeah. many of them. But that's the, And, you know, just the way the guy worked it, he did, he did Yellowstone and then he had the idea of doing prequels now. You know, they wait. You know, until it goes off the air, and then you get a that prequel. was a good idea. He put he but did you know what? Prequels. It reminded me the scene with the the African scene with his I guess his grandson. He reminded me of the scene with his son, John Dutton's son, with the Indians and the wolf. And I, I, it seemed like it was yeah. too much of a. It was too like he was just all he was doing was repeating that storyline and making it in Africa with it his is, yeah. weird wife. I see now the wife in Yellowstone. I think the Indian lady is a senseless story. Um, I don't think it why, why do they even talk? Who cares? I think that whole story with his wife and his son with the wolf and the Indian, it's just it seems like. Well, you got to remember, Costner uh, did Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I know. And he's pro-Native American. Yeah, I know. But he's going to show them in a positive light. Well, it wasn't so much. It was like about a pregnancy and about her baby. It was like, give me a break. I don't want to hear about it. I'm sorry. I think it's a stupid part. They could do this the whole story without it. I think I like Beth. She's getting too. She's getting too angry. Yeah, and the boyfriend, I can't think of his name, but Rip. I think that's Rip, just yeah. Rip she, is probably my favorite. You know? That stupid fighting scene with her fighting in the bar is like, yeah. why? I mean, come on, that's enough, Beth. We know it's, you're a bitch. We know you're a bitch. We don't need to oh see it. Oh my again. God, you sound like a couple <laughs> little hens. Oh my God, you sound like you're watching the, the days of our lives. Oh, the days of our lives. That's another thing. Oh, days, if we're sending sure. days of our life fans, they have the devils back in town. So yeah. I just thought I'd. But Sean, Rip is the way movies used to be. It's like if you mess with him, he's going to punch you out. And, you know, that's the way movies used to be in the fighting. And he's very good at it. And he doesn't lose. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so but, I look forward. I look forward to when Rip goes into a bar and and stuff happens. Yeah, well, I think we do have um, Stan Gordon on the show next week. So, right. oh, my <laughs> son, hello. To recap, are you going to be on, John? 
No, I start campaigning uh, starting the 11th, actually. Uh, my whole campaign starts kicking off. Stan good Gordon. You, yeah, really. Good luck to you. Is Stan can Gordon you having... Get, can, huh? you guys get me, can you guys get me signatures in Westmoreland County? Campaign signatures? <laughs> I don't know how I get them. I don't go out. Oh, <laughs> so, no, that don't help. <laughs> no, that don't help. I don't. I'm kind of a recluse. Unless you uh, have a big family that lives with you there, and you're. I do have a big family, but um, we yeah. do. Uh well, not real big, but it's big enough. Um, I was gonna say, what was I gonna say? I lost, totally lost my concentration here. Okay, so we do have Stan Gordon. It's really hard to do Stan because he doesn't use Streamyards, which I don't know why. It's so easy. Doesn't he have a computer? He does. He just doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> I try to explain. Wait, wait, wait. This guy worked <laughs> in the electronics department at Sears. That's what he did. He's got to know how to do this. I don't know. He doesn't know how to do it. So if, wow. Stan, if, if Travis Walton, I just talked him into how to do it. I had I was on the phone. If he could do it, Sam Gordon could do they it. They like to the I think the old the older guys like to use the phone. They don't like they like to call in and they like to do it that way. Well he could do it on his phone if he's got a smartphone. Yeah. See, I don't have speak I have to set up my speakers so you could hear him. Um, well, I took I, two. I took three shows from my hotel room on my phone. I know yeah, they were fine. It was clear as a bell. Oh, what? How did you do it? I just I I got onto Facebook on my phone. Well, he doesn't know, probably have a smartphone. He probably has an analog phone. <laughs> so, well, tell, well, him to, tell him to ask his alien friends for some technology, and they'll bad. give him a phone you're that bad. actually works. Stop you! Yeah, it'll work. You're okay. Bad, and tell him I said it was a spy satellite, just like the tighter. That balloon. for everybody listening, he has a little rough will with Stan, <laughs> but uh, Kexberg. Because so I that's, explained it. I explained it. I know that's you did. Nice. I yeah. know you did. But he's he's gonna be he's gonna be on the show next week. So we're, we have a we have a, some interesting guests in the next few weeks. So if you think you'd be a good good um guest for the show please let us know but thank you so much for turning into chasing prophecy we'll see you next week same time same good channel night. good see night you. everyone good night hasta la vista baby <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you guys